Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Different day, same question for the Nets. When will Ben Simmons play? Why is Kentucky such an attractive team in this NCAA tournament? Plus, why is Baylor being so overlooked? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. They might be the most interesting team in the NBA right now, but they're going to need a lot more wins as we head toward the postseason. The Brooklyn Nets fall to the Dallas Mavericks. Spencer Dinwiddie hits the game winner, 113-111. And the Nets are wondering when Ben Simmons is going to play for them. ESPN reporting that he has a back injury that could keep him out potentially the rest of the regular season. He's hoping And the Nets are hoping he can be back for a couple games here at the end. Joining me now from Locked on Nets, Adam Armbrecht. And Adam, we have taken up a lot of seconds and minutes and maybe hours talking about Ben Simmons and and this trade and this team. How important is it for the Nets, do you think, to get Ben Simmons out there before the postseason? Oh, before the postseason at at this stage, I don't think that matters. You know, Steve Nash saying a couple of games, we'd like to maybe get him out there for it. If he can be available for the playoffs, that's the most important piece at this point, because without him, you'd start to make the case. How far can this team go as it stands right now with a limited availability of Kyrie Irving as well? But regular season, probably not that important. The Nets are in the playoff picture, even if it's the play in game as of this moment. So uh, they're not going to fall out of that. It's just a matter of how far and how successful can they be once the playoffs begin. Yeah, currently in that eighth seed, but but hanging on to that spot for dear life right now. What do you think the learning curve will be for Ben Simmons to get him up to speed? Let's say that he does get a couple games. What do you think he's going to need to do to fit in with this group so that they're all humming when they're trying to win these potential win and in, one and done kind of situations? Yeah, I think the benefit, if you want to frame it that way, is Ben Simmons can be a defensive-minded player first and worry about the offensive piece second. So when you watch the Brooklyn Nets right now, you can look at a Nicholas Claxton from this game tonight who put up a great defensive effort against Luka Doncic and did a lot of switching work in that matchup uh, and say... Can you be a, are you more athletic than, than Nicholas Claxton? Of course you are, right? Are you capable of being more dangerous offensively? Of course you are. So putting him on the court and saying, here's your assignment, let's go for it. You'll probably lose some things in the margins on communication, switches, et cetera. I just think that at this point, you'll probably say step one is be one dimensional and help us be better on that end of the floor and then rely on your other two superstars who are offensively minded and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving throw in Seth Curry into that mix. You have to do the lift on the offensive end. We saw Kyrie Irving uh, just the other day put up 60 in an incredible performance. I would be remiss if I did not ask where we stand with Kyrie heading into the postseason on whether or not this part-time status is going to continue and for how long. Yeah, you would think that it would have been different by now. But (laughs) over the last handful of weeks, as you have Kyrie Irving, you have the Nets, you have Kevin Durant outright in a post-game press conference calling not only the circumstances stupid, but borderline the mayor of New York City into that category as well. The fact that it hasn't changed to this point 
and that the city and the mayor seems to be as entrenched in his opinion and stance as he has ever been, you cannot presume that Kyrie Irving is going to be available full-time. You have to live with that reality, at least as you approach the playoffs. And from that standpoint, as Doug and I were doing, <laughs> watching the game tonight, you start to say, hey, if Toronto can beat the Clippers, that's actually a good thing. Get into the sixth seed so we don't have to worry about being at home hosting a game against them potentially. There's so many versions where it could be successful, tragically for Brooklyn Nets and the Brooklyn Nets fan base. Usually, it has not gone the optimistic route uh, over the course of this season. So all we can do is wait and see. I think speculating at this point is, is a fool's errand. See where we are as the season close out. See where we are as the playoffs begin. Why is Kentucky so appealing in this wide open tournament? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Tanner Holden had 37 points and 11 rebounds, and Wright State beat Bryant 93-82 on Wednesday night for its first NCAA tournament victory. Playing inside the University of Dayton Arena, just 12 miles from its home court, Wright State advanced to play top-seeded Arizona in San Diego on Friday in the West region. Holden said after the game of facing the one seed, I think we're all confident and we're going there to win. We're not just going there for the experience of March Madness. Well, maybe, but I hope they enjoyed this one. It's going to be a Notre Dame-Alabama game you might actually want to watch because it's college basketball, not college football. The Fighting Irish beat Rutgers in a double OT thriller, 89-87, to advance as the 11th seed to take on the 6th seeded Crimson Tide. Paul Atkinson Jr. was the hero with a putback layup with 1.4 seconds left to give ND the win. I'm sorry, though. This still does not count as a tournament win. Sorry. First four games don't count. They don't count. Eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker Von Miller has agreed to terms with the Buffalo Bills on a six-year contract, the team announced Wednesday. Miller's deal is worth $120 million. He turns 33 this offseason. The deal features over $51 million guaranteed, including $45 million fully guaranteed at signing. The Bills also brought in a veteran tight end that they were looking for, agreeing with former Buccaneers tight end O.J. Howard on a one-year deal. And speaking of eye-catching deals, third baseman Chris Bryant and the Colorado Rockies are in agreement on a seven-year, $182 million contract. Bryant is headed to his third team in eight months after spending his first six major league seasons with the Chicago Cubs who then traded him to the San Francisco Giants last July. 2016 NL MVP and World Series champion had a combined 25 homers and 73 RBI last season. He pounded out eight hits in the Giants' five-game playoff loss to the LA Dodgers. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Let's take a look at the odds to win the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga is clearly the favorite. At plus 285, then Arizona at 7 to 1, Kentucky 8 to 1, Kansas 11 to 1, Auburn 12 to 1, Baylor 14 to 1, Duke and Tennessee come in at 16 to 1. Bet online where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. Three SEC teams in action on Thursday. It's Kentucky, it's Tennessee, and it's Arkansas. Kentucky according to Bet Online, has the third shortest odds to win the title. They have shorter odds than two of the other one seeds 
in the NCAA tournament. Joining me now from Locked on SEC, it's Chris Gordy. And Chris, what do you think has the folks in the desert so bullish on what Kentucky is going to be able to do? This 215 matchup we think is not going to be a problem, but why do you think they are such an attractive team overall? Yeah, Kentucky shouldn't have much issues with St. Peter's. Um, you know, they're about an 18 point uh, favorite. So that tells you all you need to know there. There is a little look ahead spot to Murray State, who they may get in the next round. And, uh, you know, there's a t- their team has only lost two games all year. So uh, that's what Kentucky's facing. But everybody kind of looking at it said Kentucky got the real luck of a draw. Like th- they normally don't get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to seeding, but they do have a nice path. And man, they're just playing well overall. I mean, I think these two ga- these first two games, we're going to see Oscar Shibway dominate down low. If Keon Brooks is getting to the rim and shooting well, he's a guy who could take over. I just think Kentucky's going to crush St. Peter's, and I think they're going to crush a lot of these teams that they play early in the tournament because they're so battle-tested. Keep in mind, one of their best wins of the season, they went on the road and demolished Kansas in their house. They've won road games at Alabama, at Florida. They lost some tough wins early on the road too, but that's why I say I think they're battle-tested. They're athletic. They got size. They And I think this is honestly Calipari's best team he's had in about five years. So I think this is a group that can absolutely go far and win it all. We talked all season on this show, Chris, about the SEC creating battle-tested teams. Arkansas is another one where if they play their best game, they feel like they could, they could be someone who can beat anyone what do you think the chances are that they can make a deep run in this tournament I'm a little worried for Arkansas I uh, you know was hoping they could have improved their seeding they didn't um, you know some people might say maybe they should have been a five seed instead of a four seed but they got a tough draw this first round Vermont is a dangerous team the Catamounts have won eight in a row and had some dominant wins crushing all their competition like UMBC and Binghamton not a murderer's row, but they obliterated some of those opponents. Ryan Davis is a forward who averages about 17.6 rebounds. But Arkansas, man, the story of Arkansas is they've got to get J.D. Note going. He's their best player. Um, he's making all these postseason award lists and all that. He had five points in their loss to AM in the SEC tournament. That is not going to do it. And so uh, ba- I base it on this. I mean, if Arkansas is getting 20 points or more from J.D. Note. They beat teams like Auburn, like Kentucky, like Tennessee. So if they're going to beat Vermont, they're going to have to shoot well. But, man, after that, they may get UConn in the next round, who's a really well-coached team. So I just don't like the draw that Arkansas got, and I could easily see them slipping up, if not getting upset by Vermont Vermont in the first round, losing to UConn in the next round. And speaking of odds, coming up, why is Baylor being so overlooked in this tournament? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And it's the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got these new things that if you haven't tried, you have to. Built Puffs, protein infused marshmallow, and then covered in chocolate. Like, are you serious? And one of the flavors, churro, unbelievable. Coconut marshmallow, also a personal favorite of mine. All these bars, low calorie, high in fiber, high in protein low in net carbs, you you won't believe it until you taste them for yourself. So to do that, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. There are plenty of interesting teams to talk about in the field of 64 for the NCAA tournament. One thing struck out to me, though, as I was looking over the bet online odds. 
the Baylor Bears, the defending national champions, actually have longer odds than the three other one seeds and two two seeds. They are currently 14 to one to win the title. Joining me now from Locked On Big 12, Josh Neighbors and Josh, what gives? Why is this team being so overlooked? Well, it's it's funny that a reigning defending national champion would be this overlooked, but the issue is, Peter, is that they're only playing seven guys. Their rotation right now at this point is seven players because they've dealt with injuries all throughout this season. Their leading score at one point, LJ Cryer was out. James Akinja, their second leading scorer, was out for a bit. Adam Flagler, who people remember from last year, was out for a bit. And then they lose the rim-running big Jonathan Chamwachachwa. So right now they're down to seven guys. It's a talented seven guys. They've got Kendall Brown, who's going to be an NBA player. Jeremy Sohan, people like a lot as a small ball five. Flagler and Akinjo will probably be pros as well. But it's seven guys. And in March, not having your full complement of guys can be difficult. Now, I will say the ace in the hole for them is they get the best coach in the country, in my opinion, and Scott Drew. But I think that's why you're seeing the odds reflect them not being a favorite, although they're still the defending mass champions. We have Kansas near the top of that list. They're at 11 to 1. Texas Tech, one of my favorite sleepers in this group at 20 to 1. If if there are teams, and, and this is this is a, a deep field with Big 12 teams, if there is someone who you think could underperform expectations, what is that team in the Big 12? Kansas. Can, this uh, we, It was funny. We, we were talking the other day with Brian Haney, who's the voice of the Jayhawks, and he's like, I know we've burned you all a million times before. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen this year. But they, they've got all this, all, everything to lose. I mean, they are a one seed in what people are perceiving as an easy – there's no easy regions, but as an easier region. Um, this is a team that's bringing All-American Remy Martin off the bench. They've got Oshai Abaji, a first-team All-American player. Out there as well, Dave McCormick, their big man's playing better. They've got Jalen Wilson and Christian Brown, and Dewan Harris is awesome defender. They've got good guys off the bench as well. Like this team, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for Bill Self. There's no excuse for this group of players. Um, this is the team. If, if you were to pick a Kansas team to win it all now, the 2020 team had a good chance. We know that season was canceled, the, um, the tournament due to COVID, but this Bill Self team, this KU team, they've got a big chance to underperform, but it's because – I mean, I expect so much out of them, and so do a lot of people. If I gave you the Big 12 or the field to win the national championship, which side of that are you taking? The field. The field is a, yes, because I will say I could see I could see Baylor winning it. I could see Tech winning it. I could see KU winning it. Um, but the problem is I could make an argument for about tw- you know 12 other teams <laughs> of winning it. That, that's the problem. And, and it does feel a bit more wide open this year. Maybe Gonzaga is the beast that we think they are. Maybe Arizona could be if they get Kirk Risa back. Um, but it, it just feels like there's such strong competition this year. It's not just Baylor and Gonzaga at the top like we had last year. There's so much more strong competition. So it's like Tiger versus the field. I want to take Tiger. I want to do it. But I have to take the field. And finally, as John Elway looked on in a crowded room, Russell Wilson was formally introduced as the Denver Broncos' newest quarterback on Wednesday. And Wilson left no doubt just how much he hopes to get done with his new teammates in a new city over the next decade, saying, my goal is to play 10 or 12 more years and hopefully win three, four more Super Bowls. That's the plan. That's the mindset. That's why I came here to finish my career here and hopefully finish on top as a champion and do it multiple times. Dream big, I guess, Russ, but I guess that's 
while you're Mr. Unlimited. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. So coming up Friday, how many brackets will be ripped up and busted after just one day? Probably a lot. Probably mine. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.